And the Oscar goes to... Welcome to Fansplainers. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And we are joined today by filmmaker, film fan, uh, film friend, uh, Vicky Van. Hi, Vicky. Hello. Thank you for joining us here Thank at Hell Kitty Studios. Thank you for inviting me to Hell Kitty Studios. So, um, <laughs> uh, have you listened to our show ever before? Every one of them. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, that's nice. Um, so, uh, then you know. I'll just explain to the listeners then okay. what the idea is. Uh, uh, just one thing. I just... Just so you know, we actually have to stop paying you to listen to the show every week or every time. So I have to take. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, we just do not have the budget unless yeah, the you Patreon gone. subscribers step up <laughs> yeah, that's right. and, uh, and uh, give us enough money for Vicky. Um, so uh, what we what we do is uh, we go through a film usually, do a deep dive, and uh, have some spoilers because we do another podcast called Sneaky Dragon. We don't like to spoil movies on there, but we do talk about movies on there. So we made a podcast just to spoil movies. But today is a little different. Uh, and I'll, uh, I will spill the beans on the reason. Um, both David and I are working on a book, uh, called Sparks Double Dog Dare, which is a book for Scholastic, a sequel to our, uh, book Sparks that we did with Nina Matsumoto about two cats who dress up as a dog and, uh, save the world. And, uh, because of that, we didn't have time to see a movie this week, but lucky for us, the, uh, best, uh, all the Academy Award nominations came out. So we thought we would talk about those. So okay. we're not going to be as spoily as traditionally we sure. are. Uh, but we'll also be directing you quite often to old episodes of the show because we have covered many of these movies mm-hmm. on previous episodes of the yeah. show. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, what we're going to do. Let me just start off by saying, are, are the Academy Awards a big deal to you, Vicky? Uh, I think I've watched the Academy Awards every year since I was four or five years old. Oh, okay. Like, it's it's... It's a thing in our family. We we watch the Oscars every single year. Like and do you have strong opinions at the house? Uh, um, when? It's more of like a, a ritual to watch. Like you either do a drinking game or you just So your parents would do a drinking TV. game with you no. uh, when you were a kid? <laughs> no. <laughs> about four or five? I got into high school and I started watching with my friends. Take a, take a shot of milk. Yeah. <laughs> Some hot chocolate. Um, yeah, it's a big deal every year. Yeah. Um, as I get older, I understand more about the industry side of it and um, that it is a, basically a, an industry award, um, as in who, who's spending the most money. And, and Does it take away the magic uh, a, a bit? A little bit, but, um, but you start to see trends and, and working in film industry, you, you start to understand a little bit more about how everything, how they make the sausage, you know, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's still a big deal, though. Like, I still watch it. Uh, I don't think I've missed one ever since uh, 1980. Yeah I'm, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've missed uh, an Academy Awards. Are you a regular Academy Award watcher? No, I don't. I've never watched them. I mean, I've seen, I've seen little bits of them, but it was not until we became friends with the Fines who make it into like an Fine evening Snowden where you... Fines, Snowden family. Yeah, where we, we uh, where they, you know, they have dinner and they'll watch the... 
the Oscars, and that's that seemed more fun. Yeah, they used to do it in an odd way where they'd actually get nominated and go, and they've yeah. done that now four yeah. times. Well, they have, which just feels like yeah. okay, we get it. Yeah, it's easy to get nominated. That's what that's the lesson <laughs> we've learned, yeah. right? And they won one once, yeah. you know, just yeah. be like, look at this, we got an award. Yeah, for sure. So yes, yeah, so we do go to their place. We we hold their Academy Awards. That that yeah. made it more interesting to me, but mostly I I could care less. Yeah, to me, to me, what it is is it's a good way of finding out about movies I haven't seen and checking out mm-hmm. movies. Um, friends of mine in who are Canadian filmmakers were part of a union where they could see any Academy Award nominated film for free, and so no, even if it was just like best makeup or best sound editing, they just go up to the movie uh, folks and go like, "Hey, let me in. I'm a union guy," and, uh, <laughs> and they'd go, "What?" And they'd never know what this was. And I'm like, no, it's you got to let me in. I'm like, well, all right, fine, get in there, you. And so they'd go and see movies. And I, was, I also thought that was uh, that was pretty cool. That that's you can an, see everything. Yeah, that's pretty good. But any any award show is really just an ad for the movies themselves. Sure. Uh, best picture is not best picture. Chicago mm. wasn't the best movie that year when Chicago won for best picture. What was the best movie that year? Uh, it was. Uh, it was actually it was weird. It was actually Chicago Two, the sequel that came out the same year. <laughs> it was a, a much superior movie. Yeah, it really filled in the blanks that Chicago left bare. Sure, like why is everyone singing? Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I'm sure there was a better movie than Chicago. It just happened to be the one. It was a it was was a brave opinion. I just thought I'd yeah ask what year or the year Lord of the Rings won. You know, I'm sure there was another movie that was better than Lord of the Rings. What film did you like better the year that Lord of the Rings won? Uh, It was the it was the Hobbit. (laughs) No, no one likes that movie. (laughs) No, and also the Hobbit didn't come out the same year as Lord of the (laughs) Rings. So uh, I thought we would go through the uh, different uh, movies sure. and see uh, sure. see what our opinions are and thoughts. And again, if you've got different opinions or thoughts, please write uh, to us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com yeah. or go to our website, sneakydragon.com, and write them immediately as soon as you're angry when we say things and go, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. no! Yeah, yeah. Please live email this. Yes. Make notes and notations. Yes. I, and, uh, I do enjoy remember, this part of the Oscars, to be honest with you. There's a very good book by, I think the writer's name is Michael Gilbert, which is like the entire history of the Oscars from the very first films to win in 1927, I believe, which were Wings and Sunset. They had two best best of pictures that year because they had one for that silence. That was just when people used to look up into the sky and they saw some birds flying through the no, it must have been, sunset. Sorry, like, it must we're have giving been the awards to this guy. That's wrong. It must have been 1929. I thought it was 1929. Because Wings was... Was that 26? I don't remember, but Ian's looking it up. Yeah. But, um, Cheating. Yeah, I should rely entirely on our the first fast ones. 1927. Oh, there we go. go. You were right the first time. Yeah, Sunset and Wings. But that, okay, there we go. <clears throat> I was but Sunset second guessing came myself. out kind of way before. I think it was almost, when, when did Sunset come out? A Tale of Two Humans. The Murnau film? Um, I believe that, that they were just giving, if it wasn't that year, uh, they were giving it as an award for... For excellence in okay, are you talking just, sunrise? A tale of a song oh, sorry, song sunrise. Song? Yeah. So, sunrise. Sorry, sunrise. sorry. Yeah, you you went to sunset. You just like I think do, I said again. It. You're talking about the sequel. I said it. 1927. Yeah, oh, 1927. No, yeah. that's completely wrong. Okay, <laughs> just edit that out. No way, no way, shape, or form. Uh, the first, cat. Uh, yeah, you were right. The best, uh, the the best picture. First one was Wings, 1927, silent movie. It told the story of two pilots in love with the same woman. Wow, and that Crazy. woman. Was Myrna Loy? 
No. I don't know who it was. Oh. Well, you're the one with the computer in front of him. I do, but I can't look up everything instantly. That's not how things work okay. with computers. <laughs> they should ask a question with the answer prepared. But the but what was the first Academy Award ever uh, awarded for? It wasn't awarded for Best Picture first. It was uh, Best Actor. And, oh. that, and, of course, there's no way you would... Get I don't this. know. I don't really. Mm, no. uh, Emil Jannings. Emil Jannings. Okay, sure. And sure. Uh, for his leading roles in and two movies, you got it for two movies: mm. uh, The Way of Old Flesh and The Last Command. Interesting. Well, they made movies once a week back then. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. When you look at when you look at uh, the the filmography for actors in that time period, there's like an incredible number of movies in yeah. there. Yeah. And someone like Jannings, of course, those people were very lucky because. Their accent didn't impact on their on their film career, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas when sound came, it was much harder for them to get like a multi. He couldn't play like a sheriff anymore, mm. or like you know, you know, those sort of bit parts wouldn't come your way. But anyway, so here was a here was a, one of the most awkward moments of the Academy Awards. Not as awkward as La La Land winning and then not winning. <laughs> yeah, oh boy, La La Land, uh, what a nightmare! Mm. Oh my gosh, the chills! I still get chills from that. Uh, <laughs> So uh, it was in 1933, and Will Rogers yes. was presenting the award, Kay. opened the envelope, and said, come up and get it, Frank. And two Franks showed up. Oh, oh. no. What were the, uh, who were the two Franks that showed up? Frank Capra. I'm thinking Frank That's Capra. One, yeah. And? Frank Borzage. Frank Lloyd. Frank, Frank Lloyd. Lloyd. Oh. Frank Lloyd and Frank Capra. But, in fact, it was Frank Lloyd. I was going to say, it wouldn't be wow. Capra. wouldn't be Capra. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, you know, nice nice job, Will <laughs> Rogers. Yeah, way to go. Never met a host I didn't like until you. <laughs> and, uh, and there There's we no are. host this year. And, uh, and let me just, uh, just oh, say this sorry. tag on it. Yeah. Capra uh, called the journey back to his chair the longest, saddest, most shattering <laughs> walk in my life. I wished I could have crawled under the rug like a miserable worm. When I slumped in my chair, I felt like one. All my friends at the table were crying. <laughs> <laughs> With laughter, and that's and that's what the Oscars are all about. Yeah. yeah. So just multiply that by a hundred, and that was La La Land. Well, <laughs> well, for someone like Capra, who worked for a worked for a cheap uh, studio, uh, which is like a like a kind of a down like a down at heel studio that didn't spend a lot of money, which is Columbia, uh, it would have been so surprising to him that he would get he would get a you know win because mm. you know that that kind of studio didn't have the money to to push and pay for the publicity to get to get the actors or get its or directors and stuff attention so yeah, yeah. it's the same with uh, today that yeah it's the oscars are very much about how much money the film has behind it yeah you know? like not, that, not everyone's going to spend 10 million dollars to get like shakespeare in love uh, oscar yeah. nomination or oscar wins so but it still comes down to people just voting, but yeah. like it, the yeah. amount on advertising and yeah. consideration awards and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, that all it does play a part in it. And there's obviously things that Hollywood likes. Yeah, that they respond to. You know, like obviously, if you play a character with a disability, you have a better chance of winning an Oscar than if you just you know. Or somebody who works in the film industry or theater or like yeah. Marriage Story this year, I feel like it's got an in because everyone voting is also doing all that the work that these people do in in the movie like yeah okay so, yeah yeah, yeah feel the same way about once upon a time in, in in hollywood as well yeah that that's a movie that would be very dear to the hearts of people because it's a celebration of it's the celebration and appreciation also of a sort of a overlooked and imagine a lot of people who are in the academy feel like they've been overlooked by advances in hollywood mm. and this movie is very much about people who are kind of being left behind by by a 
a industry that doesn't stop. You know, yeah. it doesn't doesn't stop and stay where you are. It carries on. You know, it has. Yeah, to- I was at like almost famous one like uh, a while back, right? Like, I don't think it, when Best Picture did, did it? it. I'm not sure, um, but I just I just remember like how how much critics loved Almost Famous, mm. and because it to me it was like, well, this is the movie about you. This yeah. is all about someone who's not actually in the industry, but yeah. they're just to the yeah. side of the industry, and everyone goes, "We love you. It's love. Great having you around." It's like, yeah, this is the dream bet- of. Oh. I'm sorry. No, I, I bet they won a Golden Globe. Um, because that's the Critics Award. Mm. <coughs> that is uh, that is quite possible. It's foreign critics, so isn't it? Unfortunately, there is no way. Yes, it is foreign critics, and there is no way of knowing uh, what any movie has ever won. That's fine. Nope. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So anyway, Except- so uh, I think we've guessed because I, I, I don't actually know what the nominations are for. I have not seen these uh, yet. It did win. Sorry, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay. Mm. Uh, and you know, well, some, I just assume you meant best best picture. some BAFTAs and and stuff, yeah. but you know, BAFTAs. BAFTAs, yeah, come on, man, have a sensible name like the Oscar, named yeah. after Oscar the Grouch. Most people don't know that, but exactly <laughs> true. Exactly. All right, we're gonna go through uh, best pictures and see uh, see what y'all thought. Okay. Okay. Ford v Ferrari. This is the first V movie since Batman v Superman. <laughs> I thought this one was a little bit better than that. I, I like this movie a lot. So. Okay, what did you like about it? Well, it has cars in it, for one thing, and I'm a huge fan of cars. I just, uh, so did Batman. I'm not a big Superman. fan of Ford cars, but my wife is a big fan of Ford cars. In high school, she was a member of the Mustang Club Ooh. because she drove a Mustang car. And so you were a member of the Mustang Club, if you wanted to be. And so she, she was. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I just, I really, you know, it's just one of those sort of star movies where you get to see two stars be very stars so like what you don't really get that much anymore it's not like big star movies anymore so this felt like this felt like an older film from a different time where it's just let's celebrate actors being actors but also i thought it was a very good story i thought the ending was i you know if i was if i was doing my own personal cut of this film i would end it at the when the race ends in the film like after Ooh. le mans when they're yeah, walking we don't away wanna, again we don't want to i don't want to spoil, spoil it but, but but i would just end it before it got to that, why don't we want to spoil it? This is a spoiler show, but anyway. Nope, no, because we're doing such a variety of movies. We can't okay. expect people to have seen all of sure. them. Sure. So, I personally, I think the movie ends a little bit in a badly, in a and it just feels like ends on a down note. It ends on a down note that you but don't really need have, in a film yeah, like that because you end on a you end earlier yeah. on a no, not totally happy note. Yeah. There's a little enough of an edge to it. Yeah. That's like that's great. That's, that's how great. you end it. But it's that's, enough of there it, you go. It had an edge to it, but also had this fact that it feels like the character played by Christian Bale grew a little bit through his experiences and is able to like take this disappointment and I don't want to say what was disappointing but it takes this disappointment in his stride and looks in the good side of what their experience together mm. and it's kind of like you know you know you got you gave me what I what I wanted you know this is what I wanted and I had this yeah. this great chance and the uh, the driving scenes are very good in it I think you know yeah there are some kind of cornier elements of it I feel like there was some parts of it that his son, the driver's son is still alive so he had to approve some of the he had to have a you know approval over his the portrayal of his father in the movie and so you do get a certain element of his sort of hero worship of his dad which would come about but i can't really say how you know what happens but would be a part of the life but what, it, t- it felt inconsistent though the way they they portrayed him as the christian bale character mm-hmm. um because he's a real hothead who's like throwing stuff. And yeah, it seems yeah. like, oh, this guy's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You're set- I mean, any other movie, you start off with a guy throwing a wrench through like, you know, something. And like, yeah. oh, this guy. Yeah, he's yeah. going to lose his temper later, even worse. 
But he just becomes basically perfect dad after that. And he's just like, yeah, he was a bit of a grump. You know, like, yeah. you know, he has a little fist fight with Matt Damon, but it's adorable. Like, they're two boys. Yeah. <laughs> boys will be boys. Yeah, yeah. To the point where the wife comes and just sets up a tail and t- a chair and just like, <laughs> what's she going to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they really horribly injured each other. No, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, okay. Yeah, just like they didn't commit to what they set up to me. And you're right. I felt there was corniness uh, to, like, the villains. The villains were very bwahaha villains mm-hmm. looking down and like, oh, But oh. it's true. That's fine. It's true. It's like so I don't feel like if they people give them a little give them a side thing as well. Give your villain a little side thing, but the villain what, was just have being a cat in his hands or something. Yeah, boy, well, sure. Uh, there you go. Well, have, give him some kind of reasoning that isn't just I want to screw over this other person like like the the Well, they do give him a reason for why he wants to screw him over, which is that he put down the Mustang, which made Lisa really mad. No, that he that uh the Christian Bale character insults a mustang and that's this guy that was this guy's baby and so that's where he got the you know his, like, i don't know if that's enough for oh the, well that's the enough stuff that they put him through you know apparently it was apparently it was right? <laughs> yeah. no i also really love racing movies um and i don't know how i haven't seen a racing movie recent in recent history that that portrayed racing as boring as this was for me oh, really? oh. um i really liked rush the the ron howard movie uh because the racing one, yeah. scenes really had you on the edge of your seat okay and, uh like literally there were people when i watched in the theaters people were like i noticed when people would lean forward and yeah, be yeah. like okay it's, oh my god oh, is it gonna make it oh is he gonna make it you know it has that feeling whereas yeah, yeah. this had just cinematography wise um just the the way they filmed a lot of the racing just came across as very bland mm. to me. And mm. the the wife character really bothered me that um, in one scene she is telling her husband that um, he would be insufferable if he wasn't racing. And then the next time you see her in a major scene, she is yelling at him for wanting to go back yeah, into that was, racing. That was it was a really disjarring kind of character moment. Mm. Um, That's when you have a character who is just behaving as the plot needs her to. Yeah. Yeah. Who is so, the who is the contrasting point yeah. of view at this scene? Yeah. The wife again. But yeah, wait and a she, second. She could have been a really interesting. And like they they made some effort to put her in the film, and and they just could have worked on that kind of character arc a little bit because uh, you don't know there's no reason behind her changing her mind yeah 180 yeah. degrees from and the sun and the sun is just a hero worshiper through oh, the whole yeah. thing but and that's just what you are when you're like nine i understand yeah. but you need like one moment then in the film where like the you know maybe he sees like the the father like smash something or he's taken aback or yeah. you want one one beat where like he's got to win him back a little bit or mm. you know you gotta well, have a little bit of contrast i can't say why that's portrayed that way but i i have a i think i know why okay and but i can't say why i'll say it off i'll say it later very good but i would be spoiling the film to to say why i think that's the case so you would recommend uh for people that want a good racing movie rush instead or yeah, i really liked rush, rush how about was... like something like a le mans like the uh, uh le mans, if you really like racing or Steve i think it's kind of a boring movie it's, myself it's very quiet and there's no dialogue for like a good 20 minutes and i think that's why le mans is a boring race and that's why this movie's the racings are kind of boring because it's well, not mans, it's not like a race where you're like like when you see at the beginning of the film and you see matt damon racing in yeah. le mans that's i thought was very exciting because you got a real sense of the danger of it but if the weather's good and you're just racing like there's no real like it's it's more of a it's more like a marathon than it is a dash yeah so well le mans the 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 movie le mans 
from the 60s, I think 60s or yep. early 70s. Yep. Um, they did all sorts of just um, innovative camera work to mm. get the shots that they yeah. got for that film. Sure. Like, it was the first time they had car-mounted cameras that were outside, like the passenger door near the... Because Steve McQueen the... wanted you to know he oh, was driving. Yeah, yeah that and <laughs> and he wanted to show what it feels like, yeah. you know? And this, they just kept going back to the 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 same shots, like mm. it just just shot variety wise. Yeah, it yeah. Just was started to get repetitive. Mm. Um, and there are too many movies about racing out there for you to kind of drop the ball when it comes to showing it on film. I think mm. so. For me, I just I wasn't a huge fan of the movie. I was a little bit bored by the end, and and I didn't like the female character. So uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. I was uh, I was a bit bored by it as well, and I, I found the ending. Oh boy! Yeah. That was, <laughs> all right. Uh, next film. Up. Yeah, I don't know if it. I don't know if it's uh, worthy of a best of best picture of the year. Okay. No. Next next film up is one I unfortunately have not seen, and uh, it's I think it's just sheerly for length. Is uh, the Irish? Well, not sheerly for length. I'll get into it. Uh, the Irishman. Uh, Martin Scorsese directed, of course. Robert De Niro uh, as starring. I in- do plan to watch it. I just have. As you know, my schedule has been really, really packed for the last half a year. With so. actual mafia stuff. With actual mean. mafia stuff that I need to do. And I know you don't like gangster films very much, but I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the, the genre. Um, I, pref- I don't like it as hero worship, but I like it as something that realistically shows it as a corrupting thing. Yeah, what do you, let's uh, maybe get... Well, first of all, let's just do a general thing. Have you seen the, the movie? No, I, I've had the time to watch it. I just I don't want to spend three hours watching mobsters. I feel like I've spent enough enough of my life watching Scorsese films about mos- uh, mobsters. So I, it just doesn't interest me at this point. Yeah, my, fe- my feeling on it generally... Yeah, There's only on two the, movies. On, on sc- okay. Is that right? Yeah. Well, and his whole crowd, all, all of the other ones, and everything they inspired. There's just a lot of mobster hmm. kind of... mobster worship kind of films that came out But I wouldn't of- say they're so mobster worship, but okay. He did Casino. Okay, who did Goodfellas? He did. Okay, so that's three, three of them. Yeah, but... Okay. The Irishman, yeah. With all right, so, so we got three. We got three. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's more than. I'm just saying, it's like there's not like a ton of. I mean, he's done a lot of movies. So my favorite guy. Uh, no, he had done a lot of good stuff. My yeah. favorite mobster movie is Married to the Mob. So <laughs> this didn't really look like something that was made for me. <laughs> yeah, I wonder just in, in general, like what you know. My my joke when it came out was, like, you know, it's nice that mobsters still have stuff to teach us. <laughs> and just like, what is the what is the like? I, I realized like with The Godfather, yeah. that it was supposed to be about capitalism. And that's what that, that's 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 how at least uh, Coppola, you know, pushed it. It was like this isn't a movie about gangsters. This mm. is a movie about capitalism in America. It is a movie about gangsters, but okay, and of course it is. But <laughs> at least that's what he Everybody was trying to say. say. It was like what it's sure. really about is this. Yeah. So what what are these movies? What is the reason for these movies? Why do we want to see movies about? people who are murderers yeah. like you don't have the lovable nazi movie where it's just like yes he hates these people and kills these people or the lovable skinhead movie uh but we're really gonna find out about him at home and what he's really like i guess you've never seen romper stomper okay maybe no i have not i'm sorry okay. about that yeah. uh but like we we get gangster movie it feels like after tisk, gangster tisk. movie yeah uh, or like the sopranos or uh, that kind of thing which i i understand is very well done but like just at the core of it, why do we care about these people that are reprehensible uh, characters? Well, they're kind of fascinating. Okay, you know, people who are that powerful. If you take that, that... if you take morality out of your life, it's a fascinating yeah. thing. Or they've got the foam morality or, of a code. Yeah. Well, if there is such a thing as a code, I don't think that's really true. But 
Yeah, it's sort of interesting. I mean, this film is more like The Irishman. What I've know about it thematically is that this movie is more about the regret of people making bad decisions that take them down this road and what they could have been to what they became. Uh-huh. And I think that's an interesting thing to study. I mean, Goodfellas is about, it's kind of a look through Scorsese's window. Like when he grew up, he grew up in a neighborhood where those were the admirable people in the neighborhood he grew up in. The guys who had a maid, so-called. The guys who were, you know, were just sitting around, shooting the shit, doing, doing nothing, but making money at the same time because they had... They had the ins and they knew all the ins and outs and how to do this. And those are people that Scorsese himself could have easily gone down that road as growing up. But he didn't. He loved film, so he went in that direction instead. So that's, you know, so to him, there's an interest to him about those sort of people. Because they were people that as a kid he grew up admiring, you know, and then you learn the truth about them as you grow up. And I think I think he just finds that an, an interesting thing. I mean, a movie like Goodfellas, you know, it's... In a way, it, it, it does kind of, it doesn't. I don't feel like it glorifies gangsterism. I mean, if you watch that movie, it's pretty horrifying. By like the their end, behavior but, in but it. When you see, no, you know, all through it, when Joe Pesci's character kills, mm-hmm. shoots a young boy for no reason at all, that's horrifying. I don't think as, yeah. a, as a person watching the movie, you're like, oh yeah, that kid had it coming. No, it's not that the kid had it coming, but when you see, uh, you know, uh, Ray Liotta being led through you know the back of the restaurant and everyone's mm. treating him well yeah and everyone's yeah like you know that like he, it starts off with you know ever since i was a kid i wanted to be a gangster yeah, yeah. It's like well why'd you want to be a gangster and then you see why and like yeah, yeah. oh i could see why you want to be a gangster sure. Sure. you know it does it does glorify it to a point but then it's like yes then we have to have yeah. the morality of we're going to pull the plug on it mm-hmm. but you know you look at the godfather and everyone turns on each other and everyone's yeah. trying, everyone wants to kill each other and yeah you know that does it does go to that it's very dramatic it's, but it's great until it's not it's great drama it's great drama I think we, like we've been fascinated with anti-heroes since like yeah the, since the, the beginning, beginning of, of film beginning sure. of the beginning of history yeah uh and mobsters are um kind of on the edge of that that um spectrum of anti-hero protagonists that mm-hmm. we can relate to you can relate to but and are interesting you know interesting in terms of yeah, it's film yeah. fodder, you know, there it's, just, it's interesting. For me topic. personally, I've I've reached a saturation point that made me not have any interest in watching this film. I will, I, I I might, will watch it. I might, you know, get in the mood for it later on or if yeah. I remember someone telling me that there's an actor in in The Irishman that I just I remember going, "Oh, well, I'd watch it for him, but and now I can't remember who that actor was. But it wasn't one of the top three. It was another one that I was just... Uh, okay. Would you, would you count Mean Streets a as, a ga- as a gangster movie? Mm, no, not really. There's like loan sharks and whatnot. And that yeah, but it's not, really a mo- it's not really mob or anything. It's just some low-level criminals. Okay. Would you count Gangs of New York as a... As no. A, you no. wouldn't count Gangs of New no. York as a mob? The start of kind of the mobs and No, whatnot? it's not about mobs at all. Okay. Isn't it the first kind of Gangs of New York? <laughs> Have you yeah, guys seen a, it? Well, yeah. Yeah. I have seen it, and it yeah. seems to be what it is. What am I missing? But it's not what a mob I... movie. How so? Well, it's, the... it's the origin of the mob. No, it's not about the mob at all. It's not the mafia. But the... Yeah, it's no, not, not the mafia. But the no, it's like mob. it's yeah, it's a it's a gang, but they're they're criminals. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's basically a mob of criminals. Yes, okay, you're right. Sure. It's not specifically yeah. the mafia. Yeah, that's what I thought. But we're talking about like gangster kind of movie. like anti-hero. You know, character. You I thought know, we were talking about gangster this. movies when you were talking about mob movies. I, I feel like Gangs okay. of New York is a gangster movie. I would take okay. the title as sure. that. Yeah. It's a gangster movie. Okay. Yeah. It's all about the mob. It's all about the mob. Proto gangster. All right. The let early us know, mafia. Let us know what you think, and we'll, uh, we'll, we will at some point watch The Irishman and, and see what's not sure and what's not. Uh, next, film, next film up is Jojo Rabbit. 
Oh, I got elect- I got nominated. That's good. Yeah, which is my favorite film of the year. So I'll just start. I, I'll yeah, start really with that. There's no Irishman, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and saying that as uh, someone who does see again, this is the this is the flip. I know I know people that didn't want to see this because they thought it was making light of Hitler. Mm. You know, it's just like Hitler's not really a joking matter. This is really serious. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know this shows that there are there's. Some topics are it's never too soon. That's that's the thing. It's like I always feel like there are some topics that are so serious that you've got to joke about them, that you've got to like you know take take yeah. the take the piss out of them as Mel Brooks needed style and a bit more, yeah, a bit more laughter. You thought more laughter? Yeah, it needed more laughter. Okay. I was laughing pretty consistently uh, during Schindler's through, List. Oh, Schindler's List! Oh, were you seeing Schindler's List? <laughs> yes, well, I mean, not I all of the list was <laughs> funny. I mean, middle of the list, you're kind of getting. I get it. And by the end of it, I'm like, I want a twist. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't hear you saying Schindler's List, so now I feel like a real asshole. Sorry. I feel like a real Frank Capra, and I'm going to just go back to my seat like a little worm. Sorry, you didn't hear that. Uh, Jojo Rabbit is a very, very good film. I'd be very pleased if that won uh, uh, Best Picture of the Year, for sure. Yeah, and I think if, if uh, other movies split the vote, it has a, it has a small chance. Yeah. But it's also nominated for... Best adapted screenplay, and it's a Fox movie, right? So there's not not going to be a lot of support behind it, unfortunately, because mm. Fox is defunct mm. as a as a studio. So the the marketing department and everything of are won't be working really for this movie. There's no one who's there's no oh, one. That's sad. What's that? That's sad. It's true, but there's no Fox, so there's no one who's behind this movie. There's no. Producers. What does, and what stuff does like the that. Fox say? Nothing. Yeah, the Fox anymore. Yeah. By the way, this is a this is one of the films that we have gone over on Fan Splinter. So if you want to hear us do yeah, a deep dive, spoiling it, mm-hmm. uh, go check out our past episode at SneakyDragon.com. Uh, com. Uh, yeah, it was a treat then uh, talking about it. Taiko Watiti feels like he takes movies that shouldn't work and makes them work. Mm. You know, there's no what we do in the shadows shouldn't shouldn't work. That's you know, interview with a vampire but done comedy <laughs> wise. Do I want to watch that for ninety minutes? Apparently, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I do. Ah, uh, Thor, another. Okay, well, saw Thor two. Don't know if I want to see Thor three. Oh, apparently, I do. Okay, yeah. there we are. Yeah. He's got a he's got a good take on things and balances things out well and uh, good solid ending as well. It's it's got a mix of the surreal and uh, tugging at your heart. Yeah. yeah. If you did this even the slightest bit wrong, it would be so tasteless that it would just ruin ruin everything. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a very good film. I mean, it it does have humor in it, but it also has incredibly dramatic moments as well and fear, moments of fear like you know it really it's a well-made film it uh, really works and they use uh, comedians uh to be scary which i always think is a good idea mm. uh what's the what's the fellow's name who's the head of the gestapo Stephen, Stephen merchant Stephen merchant yeah is uh ugh, yeah you know and even rebel wilson has like a scene near the end where you're like oh yeah. yeah 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 no i i adored this movie um right from the beginning of the, the with the beatles music and, <laughs> yes uh, over the the historical footage to the Rilke quote right at the end it was just you can see they're being really careful with with the comedy everything's very very intentional and um but no it was really beautifully done and and deserves all the accolades it's getting um I think I know um Taika Waititi's next project is Akira which might be Overreaching? Overreaching, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I think that one uh, has been put on hold for a while. Yeah, because it's... Oh, because I'd of that curious. Fox one as well? I'm not sure, I'd but I... would be curious, because all those other, all the films Taika Waititi Would you done, be a curious? Would you describe I, yourself as that? <laughs> uh, I might be a 
accommodating uh, <laughs> to see it. I definitely see it. Um, yeah. But I don't know if it's reaching too far for him. Mm. Uh, but he's done wonders with us every movie. Yeah, he's I like every out, mo- so. I like every film he's made so far. I think they're yeah, all. And Akira is a masterpiece great. in its in its own right, and I don't I don't know why. You talking about the anime? The anime. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why it needs to be remade. Because we need to see it's, human beings doing these things, not just drawings. It's not enough. No, I disagree. <laughs> I don't know why it's being done. I, I hope uh, if it if it has to be done, then then Taika Waititi is probably the best person. He's probably got a, a reason for it. it. Yeah, yeah. He's got he a, has a has a take on it. I yeah. would I would certainly hope so. But yeah, uh, I'd say like check out like uh, Hunt for the Wilder Pe- People. Boy. Yeah. Uh, shark versus eagle. Mm. Yeah, I think it's eagle versus shark. Eagle versus shark. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, if you're looking for something alphabetically, you want to make sure that. Uh, you got that, and yeah, he's he's. There's Eagle rumors now that he's going to be working on a Star Wars film. Oh. He directed the final episode of The Mandalorian. He did a couple on, episodes of Mandalorian. Well, he was in, but he only directed. Only Wait, did he, did he direct two? two? Oh, okay, yeah, you're, he, you're probably right. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think Thor: Love and Thunder comes before Akira. Yeah, I think Akira yeah, that's already in production, so yeah. it must. But I saw it on his list of uh, hmm. pre-productions on IMBD, and. Or INDB. I always say I am BD. Uh, <laughs> I am... I'm a big fan of BD Wong. Um, <laughs> Who isn't? <laughs> but yeah, when I saw it, my heart kind of sank a little bit. When it, uh, Akira, why? But yeah, let's do original things. Come does. on, take Let's a... see what he does. If nothing else, it will probably point people then to the original oh, work, yeah. and then it'll get a re-release in a beautiful format. Oh. And Although and saying, saying that, let's be original, Jojo Rabbit's based on a novel. Hunt for the yeah. World of People is based on a novel. But it's not based on another film. It's like, yeah. It feels like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing The Lion King again, but like live action, but not live action, but CGI, but it's also animated. But what are you changing? Not much. Well, then why? <laughs> why are you doing it? But probably there, he's, got, he's got something. He's got something up his sleeve. I'd be surprised if he didn't. Um, also, if you, Akira, it's on a completely other note. There's that skidding motorcycle scene that, you know, and, uh, if you go to YouTube, has anyone got YouTube? Check it out. There's a lot of good stuff on there. <laughs> wow. Uh, but they show Thanks how many cartoon shows have done tributes to that. Oh, okay. And it's amazing the amount, huh. uh, who have. It's, uh, quite cool. Uh, and if you haven't seen Akira, go see Akira. Like, or oh, yeah. don't even go see it. Bring it to you. You can do that. Yeah. You have the technology. I think it's on YouTube. I probably, probably probably not a great cut. Like no, a, get a nice uh, crisp. I saw it in a movie theater with people going yeah. ah! at the gory scenes and yeah. yeah, blew my mind when I first saw it. I first saw it at the Ridge, which no longer exists. Yeah, that's where I saw it as well. And oh. I was. I wonder if you were both there in high event. school, grade eleven, I think. And yeah, I I had no I, I had no background in manga or uh, I was just getting into that kind of stuff in anime. And, uh, yeah, it really blew my mind. Especially I've never seen ending. it. You've never seen this never one? Seen the oh, what you the hell? Should, uh, give yourself a treat and, uh, and see it. Or well, we'll, I, don't, we'll I don't like gangster films. That's true. Yeah, there are gangs of uh, clowns. Speaking of you which. I've just, uh, oh, no. That? Gangster? Oh. I was going to transition Okay, sure, go ahead. Movie. Go ahead. The next transi- uh, film is, let's not call it The Joker because it's not. Mm. It's called Joker. Joker. It's all about a playing card. And we have uh, talked about this one as well. We did talk about it. Mansplainer. So, yeah. again, you can go and. And check and check that out, um, Vicky. What did you think of uh, Joker? Um, I thought your Joker fan splinters. Oh, you was, have not seen it. Was as much as I needed to know about the Joker. <laughs> Very good. I listened to it in Joker. lieu of watching the movie. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, all the stuff about, you know, it being some kind of incel manifesto movie <laughs> really is a, not a good way to get people like me to go see a movie like that. <laughs> uh, to be fair to the filmmakers, that wasn't, that wasn't their take on no, it. That was the press's take on it. What did it. you yeah. think of, uh, let's just go to a film you did see. What did you think of previous Joker takes like a Heath Ledger? Uh, Joker. Loved Heath Ledger and the Joker. Yeah. Uh, have watched all the Batman franchise movies mm-hmm. uh, and the TV show and uh, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, which he's in <laughs> for two seconds. Um, well, not the not bat. Yeah, Batman's in for two seconds. Joker was in a, a little bit more. But yeah, to me, it's a, it, it does fall almost into gangster territory. Where it's like, how much more do gangsters have to teach us? How many more takes on the Joker do we need? Yeah, especially <laughs> just coming after Suicide Squad with Jared Leto. Like, uh, I think they're it's a well. I mean, what DC are looking for successful properties, and yeah. Joker is a guaranteed smash hit. I guess you well, know, in terms of movie, people being interested in, and also rec- brand recognition. Yeah, I think. Though if this movie wasn't as good as it apparently is, uh, according to the Oscars and a lot of critics, that um, might have kind of crushed that that brand a bit. Yeah. Coming after Jared Leto's Suicide Squad take. <laughs> um, yeah. But just... now with it being in the Oscar run and um, and hearing various critics, and there's been some time since its release, um, it's a movie I think I will end up seeing. We ended up watching. What was it? The King of Comedy? Uh, King of Comedy, Instead yeah. Instead of this. And uh, that was a good movie. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's another one I'd recommend That's a, Yeah, seeing. it's it's interesting seeing that movie after seeing Joker and and going, okay, this is almost, it, it almost seems like a sidequel. Not a sequel or a prequel, but a sidequel. <laughs> Just like you should watch them yeah. side by side. And I think things, things there's are a couple of, of, of um, movie... I know there's a movie podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but they do side by side movies. Like okay. That. Okay. And Joker and, and the King of Comedy was one of them. So yeah, I was th- I was Let's wondering you say that. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking, you know, there's a movie podcast. We fucking hate movies so goddamn fucking much. <laughs> it's like that's the name of the podcast. It just seems the name of every other podcast. Yeah. This movie stinks and sucks, and I hate it. And fuck you. That's what gets that's what gets attention. I'm afraid. That's right. Yeah. I guess it's more than ours. More than uh, I was just going to say, a jolly uh, good time at the shows. We is ours. It's uh, yes. The uh, t- I can't remember the guy's name. Todd. Uh, Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Yeah, he's obviously been pretty honest about the influences of. Uh, he also named another movie from the seventies recently. I was watching actually a roundtable with him, Scorsese, um, the director of The Farewell, uh, Greta Gerwig. This is like a bunch of uh, Noah Baumbach. Lulu Wang. Her name's Lulu. Lulu Wang, yeah, I think, yeah, okay, yeah, and but that's but Phillips was there as well, and he was saying um, King of Comedy, obviously, but then another movie from the seven, the, the mid seventies, and I can't remember which one it was now that he that he was also drawing from for the for the film. Yeah, I I thought it was okay. I mean, mm. you know, it's it's fine. I'm I'm not gonna. I was kind of curious. I was kind of thinking about watching it again because I was curious to see if you could spot like where the fantasy takes over from the reality of the film mm. and and i thought it was also i was thought it was interesting someone was suggesting that he kills the the neighbor the zoe uh zoe beats is that her name the actress could, who played? could be mm. okay and i thought that was a I, th- I didn't realize that when i was watching it this this to me is the, is the problem a, with the film like and i guess people could say it's the strength as well is like well does this happen well maybe how yeah. about this uh, could be how mm. about that Mm, possibly like okay i like it, it, to me it was like a film where everything 
Everyone was awful. Like everyone was an awful. Well, it kind person. of has to be because it's about an awful person. Okay, but the Joker sh- character is an I, awful I person. I think again, you need he's something. a murderer, so you need to you need to stack well, the deck against him. That don't have everyone in their life be horrible. You know, they could have like un, un, a nice teacher or something when they were a kid or something. Like someone, like someone be not a piece of shit. Like yeah. in this one, kids on the street are gonna like beat you up yeah. and kick you in the stomach. Sure, uh, Wall Street people. Yeah. Uh, rich guys are going to yeah. find you on the subway and they're going to kick you in the stomach and beat you up. Yeah. How about how about uh, not just how not about, just Wall Street guys? They're employees of how, Wayne Enterprises, right? How about philanthropists? Oh, philanthropists! They'll punch you in the bathroom. Yeah, like there's no one in the city who, like, if a nun showed up, she'd just like kick you in the balls <laughs> mm-hmm. and just like elbow you in the neck. Yeah, like everyone is everyone is a monster and everyone's horrible. Well, it's a way. It's a way to create sympathy for a character. Is that, it though? It feels like the cheapest way. It's just like if everyone, 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 everyone is, sh- is yeah. shitty to you. Yeah. Then you know what the fuck. You know, you've got to like give give a break or have you know, release the tension at least a little bit. But it's like no, it's like tension, 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 yeah. tension. Like yeah. all right, so we're going all the way to tension. Oh no, no, no! Now we're going to do. You know, again, you know, not too spoilery, but then they they rip off a bunch of other kind of movies that felt at the end that cheapen it, yeah. and you don't deliver on this tension that you've like had. You could really actually have it be huh at the end, but no, it's twisteroo, 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 clever, clever, and it's like, well, don't be twisteroo, clever, clever. You're being hum 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 horrible through the whole thing. You're not this movie that you are at the end at the beginning. And I get I, movies can change tone, yeah. but it felt like too radical a tone change at the end. It felt like they cheaped out, and it felt like the the last quarter of the movie is studio notes. It's <laughs> like we'll let you do the movie as long as at the end you do this, and we yeah. got to do this, and we got to do this, and leave it open with this. Yeah, I, there's one there's one part of the film I once again I I thought could, could I would happily cut out of it, and they don't didn't need it, but you know. Well, I think it was fine. It. I mean, I'm not gonna I, once again. I it wouldn't kill me if this wasn't on the list. I, you know, if I knew, like, if I had, like, an entire list of all the films that came out l- last year, you know, I'm sure I could see other films that I think thought would have a better place on the... But it really, you know. it really hit some people where they lived, and it's... Yeah. Well, I just think that we are at a time right now where it just feels like there's a lot of, like, feel-good movies, and so people wanted a feel-bad movie, you know? And that's what... That's speaking to people right now, I guess. Mm. Yeah, and people are talking about how, you know, it's uh, an indictment of, like, the way we treat people with mental illness... Which I would say okay to if the movie didn't undercut that with a whole bunch of alternatives to that in it. And, and, and. How do you mean alternatives? So what, to what, to the mental illness element or yeah. to the, okay. You know, if you're, if you're a person with mental illness, but maybe this person doesn't have mental illness mm. because of these other factors. Yeah. And it's, okay. You know, if everything can be anything, then, and everything is just so, ne- it's just, who cares? Mm. Like, I just couldn't find anything to latch on to and go, I thought it was very well acted, and I thought it was well shot. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was well Joaquin delivered. Phoenix did a really good job. At, yeah. At and I thought the cinematography was also really good. Like, I really enjoyed the look of the film, and I like how it changes as you're watching the movie. It, it gets, the cinematography kind of heats up, so it gets more and more orange as the film moves mm. on, and it kind of, and I thought, you know, yeah, I mean... It's about a horrible person. That's what you went into. You're going to see a movie about a person who's a, a villain. So I, you know, I wasn't expecting a laugh. A laugh. Riot. It would be very strange to now have two, uh, two Oscar wins for someone playing the Joker. 
That'd be kind of a strange thing because Heath Ledger won one posthumously mm-hmm. for oh, okay. playing the Joker. Yeah, okay. Our new Hamlet or yeah, Richard the Third. <laughs> you know, maybe it's time to move on and uh, make that Catwoman movie uh, better <laughs> this time, or uh, the Penguin. Let's yes. there's other there's other. Let's really get deep into Bane. <laughs> yeah, but it gets you know obviously the Joker speaks to people. The Joker speaks to people in a way. It's a he's a free. He's a character of absolute freedom. You know, and there's nothing that holds him from what, doing what he wants and the fact that he wants to do stuff that's terrible is obviously bad but you know there's something about that character that people enjoy they enjoy that aspect of him that's that's anarchic and, and, and crazy no and that's two, what and, that's what harley quinn appeals and to no two too. jokers are alike none, and that's, none, a, and that's also kind of fun too i think that's yeah and i i have i am enjoying this new dc trend of just kind of doing whatever apparently it did take once again, because of this interview, I'm kind of up this roundtable thing where Philip says it took them like two years to convince DC to do this. They weren't like that keen on the idea of doing doing a movie uh, like this of the Joker, uh, but apparently throwing some throwing some stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks, it stuck. And on the and on the side, uh, you know, side thing, yeah, you're right. They do have the Harley Quinn movie coming out, the Birds of Prey movie, mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. going to be the Suicide Squad movie and. They got a Harley cartoon that's yeah. uh, dropping f bombs and taking names. There's something kind of fun about antiheroes, and I mean, you want antiheroes to be heroic and they're as antiheroes uh, to be truly admirable, obviously. But you know, that's what it's part of our human nature, I guess. Is the you know we have to we have to embrace the duality of our of our characters. We can't just can't just only concentrate on one part of us. I refuse to. I refuse to embrace my duality. <laughs> yeah. I All know. right. <laughs> uh, moving moving on to the next uh, movie sure. we have one I know you have not seen yet David yeah uh, Little Women Little Women oh. have you seen Little it women. did you see it I yes. saw it yeah, we both I can't it. see it I've been forbidden by Louise from seeing it until our, I read the book. our books. friend Louise why, yeah. why won't Louise let you see it uh, she insists that I read the book first and I think I think that's right I, I do feel bad that I've never read the book so um, and I probably was, it's probably sitting at home in my bookshelves so I need to Pick it up and read it, and then I'll go see this movie. Because okay. I'm a big fan of Greta Gerwig, who, for me, came to my attention in the uh, Whitstoneman film Damsels in Distress. I missed her, missed her mumblecore beginnings. But one of my all-time, all-time favorite films, top ten movies, is Frances Ha, the movie she, she wrote and uh, was directed by her, I don't know if her, he's her husband, but her partner, Noah Baumbach, the director. Okay. I just love that movie so much, I think. And, and yeah, and I really enjoyed her um, Lady Bird, the movie that she wrote yeah. and directed. So I am more than prepared to enjoy this film. I think I think you but, I think you will as well when you do. As I say, I don't want to spoil the book. I want to read the book and then I'll see the movie. Very good. Um, did, have you seen any other versions of uh, Little Women before this? Uh, I saw the. I think a long, long, long time ago, I saw the Catherine Hepburn version. Okay. Um, and I've seen the Winona Ryder version. All right. Several times. Wow. Um, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. It's a delightful little film. Um, I know there's there's more than those two or three. There's adaptations. There's certainly the there certainly are. There are. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking them up? I, I am. It's a popular. Them up, but there's so there's so many that it's actually choking the computer. Oh no. <laughs> uh, that there's so the, so many. Can That's uh, popular. So we got adaptation. The, f- the very first version was in 1918. Wow, and uh, it was Little Women. Yeah, that's right. Silent, Silent American film, uh, starring Dorothy Bernard as, as Joe. Then we went to 1933. This is your Catherine Hepburn yeah. one you're talking oh, about. Catherine. And then we're going to move on to 1949. That's the Elizabeth Taylor 
One with Peter Lawford. I've seen bits of that, I know, but I haven't seen the whole thing. Yeah, that was just playing on uh, the movie channel. Uh, then we're going to go to 1994. Uh, I have a friend who is in that one, and that is your Winona <laughs> Ryder one. And then we're there, we're there to uh, 2019. There was also, uh, did Masterpiece Theater uh, do? Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, Masterpiece. Yeah, there was uh, a television one recently. That's absolutely right. And there's <laughs> been some uh, animated versions as well. This looks like there is an anime version from uh, 1981. Well, no one likes something better than a, than a property they don't have to pay for. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, anyone can do it. What, what did you think of this version? Um, I really liked it. it at, at first, I was a little bit conflicted about it because the the timeline, um, the way they structured the movie, you spend a good last quarter of the movie just sobbing, <laughs> which is <laughs> I think always fun. Um, yeah, it was. I didn't find it as balanced as the '94 film. Uh, which is just completely linear. Yeah. But I like the ending of this one more, um, and it goes into... Can I, can I just say um, there's a podcast where Ryan Johnson interviews Greta, Greta Gerwig about doing the film. Wow. And she talks about the decisions she made, like the, mm. her way, why she did the adapt, adaptation that she did. Oh. So you might want to hear it. Just yeah. type in Ryan Johnson, Greta Gerwig, and sure. it'll come up. Yeah, yeah, I'd advise people to just listen to that now and just stop listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> just put this away. <laughs> um, Save it for later. But yeah, the the timeline stuff it gives it a, a certain energy that that the ninety four one is more of like a classical masterpiece theater English mm. kind of show in in, in the school yeah. later on. Yeah, oh definitely. I never read the book, but this is the first version that's kind of made me want to. Um, I know they've pulled some quotes from other Alcott books. Um, the the ending when she's talking about women being more than. Then um, it's not the ending ending, but it's in near the end of the film. She ta- the Joe character talks about women being more than just beautiful objects and they have minds and souls. That whole thing is pulled from another Alcott um, piece of literature, apparently. Hmm. Um, so they they kind of pulled from different sources, but from the same author, um, which I don't know, made me more curious about reading the book. I wasn't given it as a child um, and I never had any interest or or reason to do it at college or university. So, um, but yeah, it was a really uh, beautifully done film. Um, I just think the balance of it maybe is a little bit because it, it there's so much kind of bad things that happen yeah. in the second half of the movie that you're just like, oh, can I get some relief here? Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought it, it was, was also really well done. Yeah, I thought it was very beautifully shot. I did, again, I haven't seen any other Little Women films uh again i say i've got a friend who's in the other one and i haven't seen it i'm a jerk you know there you go i got friends who are in things um but yeah i I thought how it was laid out was was interesting i thought there were some uh very interesting choices uh twists turns and uh again without spoiling things how they how what they do at the end Mm. i thought was, was quite clever and a little confusing and made me go what and had to go and read articles about it and then yeah. come back and it makes me want to like see the whole thing again as well but I, really good performances all all throughout as well like just locked down great performances mm. really enjoyable sometimes you're worried a character is going something's going to happen to a character and it doesn't you're like oh, it really. was different for me because i had seen the 94 93 version with winona Ryder and and susan sarandon um so many times that i knew all the beats mm-hmm. so i could really see 
um, where they were changing things, but I knew there wasn't that suspense of like, oh, I wonder what happens to this character or wonder what's, what's coming up next. Um, it was more like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do that scene. <laughs> oh, they are. They are doing that scene. Okay. Mm. Um, but yeah, the ending really kind of, there's a few movies that I didn't like while watching them until the very last scene. And this, I think, is one of them because of how they structured the ending and it made me laugh and, and uh, it was an interesting twist. So Yeah, yeah. it does make you want to like see it again. Um, so, so oh, yeah. and apparently it directed itself because <laughs> it's the one of the only uh, well, not uh, there are less direct, yes. best directors, but it was uh, not nominated for best director, but nominated for best picture. So yeah, it's always does that, that is always a little strange. I'm a little curious. Maybe they felt she's only two films into her career; she can't be best director yet. Oh, sure. That's why they like. There's an argument now about whether or not they should add categories for um, like best newcomer. Best, mm. best first film. Okay. Best, like the <laughs> or best last film. Best last film. Okay, wait a second. Yeah, you can't do one more after this. <laughs> Surprise! You won. I what always feel that's the lifetime achievement award. <laughs> okay, we're good. Thank you. But moving on, enough. that would suck for the kind of the one hit wonders. So I'd always have this Oscar there to remind you. To, but if you want an Oscar, so what the yes, fuck? Yeah. What the heck? Um, I know that shot the... on film. Little Women as well. Shot on film, not not digital. Oh, this version. Yeah. Oh. Which she yeah. was just going to do a digital version, but. Once again, I can't remember. I think I heard this in that podcast, but or maybe in that interview that she was that roundtable she was in. But she talked to someone, and they're like, "Oh, we have to shoot on film. You have oh Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, he's very. This was fascinating because she was talking about this in the roundtable. Steven Spielberg had a big part to play in making this film. Like he he was really interested in her doing it, mm. and he like read her script and gave her notes on it, and then he watched it. He watched the film and he says, "Can I give you notes?" And she said, "Yeah." And he says, "Okay, well, this is what you need to do." Da da da. So, wow. yeah, like he was really and really helped her out, and she was really uh, really admired that. But yeah, he insisted that she do it on film as well because he said, "A movie like this, you want it to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah, you want it to be beautiful, do. and this yeah. you only it, get this with film." And it, and it is. Yeah, it's yeah. a real good there's, looking. There's some scenes that like the scene with there's a scene on the beach with Beth and Joe that's just looks like a painting. And yeah. there's a lot of like well things in this movie that remind you of paintings. Uh, what, what was, but yeah, I think that was intentional, right? Because yeah, was, there's a painterly element to the film. One of oh, the characters yeah, yeah. wants to be a painter. Yeah. And she brings in the sort of impressionism element to it because of the time, the matching yeah. the time periods. But it was a stunning kind of scene mm-hmm. visually. It yeah. Was yeah. Very beautiful. This, is, this, is, this is what I always think when I see those kind of things. I'm like, oh, this is going to be used to sell TVs in a drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> this is the movie they're going to put on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, this or Bugs Life both really show off the colors. Well, the reason they use Bugs Life is because on, those old, uh, on the old LED TVs, nothing looked good on them except for... A bug's life. Ad- animation. Yeah. They tried ants. Didn't look as good. <laughs> no, ants isn't as good a movie. All right. Uh, in terms Mar- of look. In terms uh, of looks. Yeah, I know. Uh, in terms we, of looks. I'm not saying yeah, it's we, a better no, story can, or not. Uh, Lord, we can... I'm not criticizing the story. We're not even going to get into it. I'm just talking about in terms of I don't animation. Want, I don't want to fight because the movie coming up now does that enough of that. And I don't think any of us saw this one either. <laughs> is uh, this the fight? This is a uh, marriage story. I saw it. Oh, my gosh. Yes, I did. Oh, Vicky. Oh, Vicky, thank you for saving us. I would like thank to you. see it, but once again, I have not had the time recently. It's come out during my, my six months yeah. march, death the, march. Okay. So. Yeah, understandable. It death is. march of working on a book, nothing, you're all in good health. <laughs> Things are fine. Okay. It was good. I'm exaggerating. It was good. It was a, if you like Noam Baumbach, then... I then do, because I, like, I, uh, I liked the squid and the whale. I haven't seen that. I liked... Marco's Wedding, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I love that. Was a very good movie. Jack Black is very good in that film, yeah. by the way. Uh, I liked. I didn't like 
one with Greta Gerwig in it with Ben Ben Stiller. Um, while we're young, or no, young? no, that's a different one. That, that, yeah, that's also Ben Stiller. That's right. We got Mistress America. Mrs. America's Meyer, good. That's Greta Gerwig stories. I haven't seen that one. Francis Ha. Beautiful film. Love that movie. It was great. Also, it ties into the TV series Banshee. So I thought that was interesting. That's part of the same universe. Is it? Not in, not intentionally, but it is. Okay. There's a character. <laughs> you got to explain that. Okay. Well, there's a character in Banshee, <laughs> the daughter of the criminal character in the in the show. Okay. She's going to college, and there's a scene. There's a scene in uh, Francis Ha where that actress is playing a college girl in ah. in the in the college where Francis Ha is. What is, is Banshee? Uh, it was a crazy TV series mm. about a guy who gets out of prison, and his and he discovers where his girlfriend is living but discovers that she's when he get okay it's kind of complicated but he discovers that she's married she's married and has a family and so he goes there to get her i guess not to kill her but he wants to see her and but he's but when he gets to this town he's sitting in a bar just having dinner and the new sheriff has comes there and turns out this sheriff has been hired but has not arrived in town so no one knows who he is and then there's a shootout in this bar which these robbers come and they kill the sheriff. And so this guy decides to take over the, the sheriff's identity. So he becomes this criminal pretending to be a sheriff in this town. And it was a pretty good show. It okay. was about four seasons, but it was batshit crazy at the same time. It's just nuts. <laughs> what, sorry, what was this on? Was it on Netflix? Or just it was on, uh, like, I think it started... Regular TV? It was on HBO. I think it was it started, on something, yeah. It started on, like... No, I think you're right. It was H- HBO. HBO, yeah. That's about right, yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, but it's good. Okay. The guy who plays um, Homelander... In the boys was the played the sheriff in the show. Okay, and then I was why, that's why I was shocked to discover he's a New Zealand actor. Yeah. Now, when you guys were talking about Noah Baumbach, yeah, like I I know you were listing all the movies, something in love that was what it was called, right? But you didn't list Madagascar three, Europe's most wanted, which he co-wrote. But he co-wrote a movie that you love. He co-wrote one of your favorite films. Yeah, Madagascar three, Europe's most wanted. No. We just talked about that. Well, the Life Aquatic he co-wrote. Yeah, and he's also in it. Is he in it? Yes, he is. Oh, I didn't know that. Plays He's a handsome fellow. Who does he play? He plays Philip. Okay. And I don't know who Philip is, but he is... Philippe. Probably one of the... Or Philippe. Uh, yeah, he's Philippe. Yeah. A- Aquanauts. Probably one of the Aquanauts. Could, could very well be. Okay, but you're the only one who's seen this movie, so... Yeah. So you like it. with it. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> is it Kramer versus Kramer? Is it... Uh, I haven't seen Kramer versus Kramer. Alien versus Predator? Is it... What is it? <laughs> yeah, very Ford much. Ford versus Ferrari. What are we... What are we uh, Ford v. Ferrari. It's the story of a divorce. Um... Like to me, I was like, and, "Why do I want to see that?" Why? I know it's sell a hard, me on it. It's a hard sell. Uh, I don't know if you like Noah Baumbach movies. It's that kind of uh, moments of of sorrow intermixed with awkward comedy and <laughs> and ironic. That's true. Yeah. Joie de vivre. He does bring that. <laughs> yeah, he does bring that too. I like films. awkward comedy. Yeah. All right, you're getting me. There's on, this great scene where he gets served. Um, uh, Scarlett Johansson can't serve divorce papers because she's the other party yeah so he she gets her sister to do it who is played by um oh i can't remember her name marielle weaver something weaver she was in um uh, that netflix show about the marriott weaver marriott weaver um what was she in Mar- netflix show? Weaver, yeah. the netflix show unbelievable oh i've not seen it that the one about the the rape yes where she plays one of the oh cops. oh her oh yeah, yeah. is yeah. she so in book smart then no, no, oh, that's not a different the, one. Not oh. that. She's the detective. Oh, she's the detective. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Um, and she's great. She just gets one little scene in this, and she's hilarious because mm. she's she's got to like try to 
like she's an actress and she's just like okay what's my motivation yeah, and okay, all this stuff okay. so there are bits of comedy and and sure. a lot of fighting yeah because um, life isn't just always bad but even when you're going through like bad periods yeah, yeah. there's moments of lightness to and it some all. dark humor it, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very good story it well, has two really good actors it. in the center of the film yes, as well they, they both deserve their their award nominations okay um, they both do stellar jobs but um it suffers a bit from you know just uh, upper middle middle class white people problems just mm, those are problems too. yeah they're, they're problems too but you know i have no problem with that i like what stillman films about a hundred years watching movies about Upper middle class. Keep, white people keep them coming, folks. <laughs> keep them coming. Um, yeah, they're I like just, them all. They're very specific. You no know, Baumbach, East Coast intellectual mm-hmm. artists kind of yeah, vibe. Yeah. That's yeah. And so that rubs people, some people, the wrong way. And and they're snobs. There's okay. The people that rubs the wrong way are snobs. They're reverse snobs, or they're, they're still snobs. snobs. Yeah, still but snobs. It's a good movie. I recommend it. I mean, if you can enjoy, uh, sorry to bother you. You can also enjoy. If you're going, if maybe if you're going through a divorce at the time, maybe don't watch this movie. But, mm. um, Would it cause divorce? I don't want to get oh, a divorce. Maybe. I don't, Uh-oh. I don't okay, I'll have to. I'll have to watch it. Uh, if one of you loved it, it goes, and one of you didn't love yeah, it. Yeah, it goes in depth into like the way people uh, spend their energies in a relationship and. And yeah, it sounds really who interesting. Gets the spotlight and who doesn't. And I'm in. Again, this is the good bit about Academy Awards. It's like. I would not have really watched that, and now I'm like, after, and especially after hearing you talk about it, yeah, I'll probably watch it. <laughs> I'm going to see Irishman. I'm it's see really this. long. It's, it also has like, there's spots in it where it could have ended, and you're like, okay, that's great, and then it just keeps going. And you're like, uh, that's Adam Driver does do a, a really great. He he has to sing a song right near the end, and yeah. he's got a voice. Hmm. Interesting. Who knew Kylo Ren yeah. had a voice? Does, yeah, does he use the Force at any point? Probably through the whole thing. You just don't know. Does she use any Black <laughs> Widow powers? Probably again. Okay, all the good. time. <laughs> I don't see know. if you have them. Why not use them? <laughs> then, guys, we're gonna we're gonna go to the next movie, and mm. we're gonna go back in time. Oh no! Back in time. The year was 1917. On the radio, it was static mostly, but a couple <laughs> of stations. 1969. 1969. Oh, I don't know. Which which movie are talking about? I just said 1917. I said the year was. 1917. Oh, 1917. 1917 <laughs> was nominated. Yeah. yeah. It won a. Golden what the heck? Globe. It just came out. It's it opened January golden, 10th in Canada. Golden Globe for Best Picture. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I, I, I want to see it. Weirdest I see it. things that I've never fully understood. Being an Oscar watcher for my entire life. Yeah. Why there are movies that haven't that are nominated before they come Been, out before they come out. Yeah. In yeah. that year. That's it's, weird. It's, it's like strange. Be, do they play just like in one or two theaters? If they play in one or two theaters, I guess. I think that yeah, I think they probably do. If the they make short it into the window, run and then. Yeah. But if you know you're going, like, there's certain movies that the 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 studios know are going to they're going to push for an Oscar yeah. and are those big mm. you know high oh what do you call it um, high concept not high concept but uh, big money award oh award, I, I I see what you mean yeah yeah award winning. Mm-hmm. Meritus, deserving, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're not helping you with you. I'm not too sure where you're going with this. Um, yeah, you you're right. By the way, yes, of course it did win best motion picture, but it also run for best director. Oh, Sam Mendes oh, won yeah. for best yeah. director. Well, uh, I think, but they they come out for like why put them in these small. Releases, oh no, I've got, I know, know what word you're looking for, but I can't think of it either. Meritus? No, 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 no. It's like something esteem or something of that. Like, oh. yeah, we'll I know what you mean later. though. I know what you mean. Like the movies that are like. 
like their top drawer films. Yes. Like you know, dramatic. they know they know they mostly put out schlock. Super dramatic wahoos. Yeah, yeah. they most they know they mostly put out schlock. But this movie, yeah, this is the this one is the classy one, guys. I this is the one. This is the one they really tried. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> if you guys can think of what the word it is, let yeah. us know. Let us maybe know. win a ticket to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a little call. Uh, lines are open. Five 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 one seven one nine one seven. Um, okay, speaking but of, you haven't speak, seen it? Speaking of time travel, I'm seeing it probably tomorrow, which ah. doesn't help us at all. Yeah, I want to go see it. I want to go see it, too. I, I want to talk Lisa into going to see it, so maybe okay. I'll go see it tomorrow as well. It's, uh, yeah, oh, it's I been, can. I have to edit the show. Oh. No. The buzz about it has been amazing. It's yeah. the technical shots. Tell me what's happening. The, the technical shots. That's It's the a one-shot movie. The whole movie is made to look like it's, it's done in real time in one shot. Yeah, right. It's not done in one shot. Obviously. No. Um, <laughs> Neither is rope, by the way. Some of the, Neither is Birdman. Some of the, the really large um, set pieces where there's thousands of extras and probably hundreds of extras. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then some CGI extras. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they did a lot of practical effects and yeah. um, Director, just the, uh, the cinematography by Roger Deakins. Oh yeah, it never never fails. Yeah, to deliver something beautiful. Yeah, and apparently they developed an extra light camera just for this film. They got they talked to Aeroflex and they uh, and they had a camera in the works, so they sped up the process of it and developed this much lighter camera. Oh, wow. So they can so they could do uh, the the Steadicam more easily for yeah. for the film. I've cool. I, the first time I was ever. This side note: Given a a Steadicam, I couldn't I couldn't use it. It was so heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, yeah, they've it's come heavier than you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You built you built your own rig. I did. Mm-hmm. The, it was shoulder rig, but this was a Steadicam that had a weight. It basically the camera was on like a it, stick. It's okay. And there's it's counterbalanced. At the bottom yeah. of the stick, like yeah. you're holding a broom out in front of you with a camera on top and weights at the bottom, and about. A, you know 30 seconds in my arm just failed <laughs> and like you, you can only use it with yeah. one hand because your other hand is is operating the camera mm. so i'm happy to hear anytime they've lightened the load <laughs> for a camera <laughs> yeah and they have a different rig now because it looks like it's almost cir- it circles the person so i guess they've wait- figured a way to to balance a weight more again on the your body as mm. well as in your hand so yeah. you're not having to but yeah it's really when you think of the guy who filmed the uh, the shining did Ugh. all the steady cam work for that? Yeah. He also did the steady cam work for Rocky. Wow. And that's wow. where I guess where Stanley Kubrick saw that shot and wondered how they did it. And when he, dis- <laughs> when he discovered, he's like, "Oh, I got to get this guy for this movie." So and then this guy went, "Why did I do it the first time? <laughs> Maybe my whole career, yeah, holding yeah. these eighty-pound cameras <laughs> in front of me, following a kid around in his on his in his uh, big wheel." So yeah, our our I guess our consensus is 1917. We're all gonna see We're it. We're all gonna see it. Yeah, I'm really interested in it. I, you know, agree. Now that you can see it because it only came out like last week. Yeah, it's so. yeah. Open, like I said, open on the 10th. We have yeah. friends who have screeners, and so uh, they've uh, we they've know what they think it. of it. Yeah, um, and uh, I think they I liked if, it okay. I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if that's really the best way to see movies, though. Nope. You know? No. <laughs> Okay. From the comfort of your own home, not just that, but in a way that for you're free, a way that you have to judge it while you're watching it. It's not just oh, yeah, you're not just wa- you're not just walking into a movie because you're kind of interested in it. You're going in like now I got to review this movie. You know? I feel like I need twenty commercials for cars before I see <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari. Well, that's yeah. see, that's kind of funny, like because we're talking about uh, Jojo Rabbit. I actually missed the very beginning of that film. Oh, I came in just to, just when the music was playing, but just just near the end of it. Because we assumed that there'd be like a million commercials before the film started, and there wasn't. It started pretty much on time, so we were still in line at the concession when when the film had started. By the time we got down to the theater, wow! So I was a bit uh, a little choked at that. Where did you theater. go see it? At uh, the Colossus in Langley. Oh, 
And it was at a Cineplex, which yeah, usually Cineplex, has yeah. a lot of... I know. Like, even, like yeah. even the VIP ones are yeah. th- showing a bunch of commercials before the film. They didn't really do that when they first opened the VIPs. Yeah. You... One of the VIP think one of the things you're paying for was not having to watch a bunch of commercials, mm. but they've they've put the kibosh on that. Now you yeah. have to watch a bunch of commercials. Yeah, but not mm. as not as many. Not as not many. As many. That is there true. was like I think like five commercials as opposed to literally what was it? Twenty one or two? Yeah, it's like about twenty two commercials. I just read insane. during that part. Of oh, it. ridiculous! All right, next next movie we've got is one that I think. Uh, wait, I don't know if you've seen this I've one. I've seen or not. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, Quentin mm. Tarantino. Once again, I'd, I'd be I would be perfectly pleased if this film went as well. And we uh, we did talk about this one in depth on uh, Fan Splainers, mm-hmm. so if you want to listen to a past episode, yeah, of the show, you can hear what, what we thought. But in general, uh, I thought it was very well done, uh, and I, I I'm thinking this one probably is going to win. Probably it may. It's, it's kind of a lifetime achievement award. By well, this it's point. also it's a you know it's a it's a backpat to Hollywood. It and sure is. Hollywood. It and, sure you is. You know, it's the kind of movie they love these it. kind of people like. Yeah, they love it. And uh, there you go. I mean, uh, without revealing what what happens, I felt it was Tarantino doing the same trick he did in his last two movies, mm-hmm. which is a good trick. Yeah, uh, but he's doing it again, and I'm getting yeah. a little bit like, okay, that's fine <laughs> with that. But I thought everyone did uh, some good acting, mm. schmacting in it. I uh, thought it was good looking. Uh, what did you think, Vicky? Um, it's still a little unsettled about the idea of rewriting history in film, um, especially with this one. Um, the 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 fact that it's closer in time than the Hitler um, fantasy or at Django. the end, or Django and Change. Uh, um, and that the murder was just so vicious and awful and like most murders. Uh, <laughs> it, but, um, yeah, it's still, I wonder if it's, if it's a good idea, you know, like it's, yeah, he's done it before. Um, there's yeah. still people alive who knew those people. It just seems a bit raw, even if it, it was, you know, six, late 60s. It's yeah. been a while, but there's still people alive who know those people. Um, and then it was a horrible thing that happened and like to rewrite history that way. I wonder if, um, that's an artist's job. Well, if, yes, uh, it is an artist's job yeah. to explore, explore again and again and again, science, <laughs> science, do this little science, bit of the science fiction there. The well, if you, I world. mean, what, if, what if, and I think I said this on our other show is like, it feels like Quentin Tarantino wants to do, uh, these exploitation movies. And like a Django Unchained is an mm-hmm. exploitation movie, sure. or you yeah. know what have you. This and so, how do we get to that scene that we want to see? We want to see a gory, boom scene. How do we? How do we justify yeah. that? Well, you know, you can justify it by having the characters do evil things and the evil characters get punished. Okay, yeah. but what if we throw some history on it? Yeah. and get and give it that depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where it's like to get to this thing that I really want to shoot. Yeah, we're gonna do this. Yeah, and it's like, is that exploitative? Of real people, it's tough to say because yeah. And do you earn that last scene of like in all the movies where there's a? It always ends on an up note of like Django Unchained. It ends with. I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of Django Unchained. Running off together and happily ever after and. Inglorious bastards. Inglorious bastards. Same thing. You know, like they. I don't think anyone. Don't think it ends happy for for the majority of the cast in that film. Well, they, Inglorious bastards. Yeah. Brad Pitt and uh, and Eli Roth are happy doing the they thing that achieve they're doing. their goal. Eli Roth does not survive though. But he he does get to doesn't he isn't he the no, one? No, isn't who, he in the last scene where like this is my master this is my masterpiece when they're carving into the guy's head? Oh, okay, maybe it's yeah. but not all the commandos not, survive. Not everybody yeah. makes well, of it out. You're going to, yeah. But yeah. their sacrifices. It's a war they, movie, so of course you know they it, get to kill 
kill Hitler, basically, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, and in this one, it like, do you earn that moment when you have Sharon Tate walking down yeah. the driveway? And you guys have already spoiled this, so I'm on the other know, one. On the yeah, other this is a little spoiled, but that's okay. But, it's fine. But like, do you have you earned that scene where you have this woman who was just brutally murdered, and then have this alternate fantasy scene where she's fine and having a lovely life? And, I mean, yeah, yeah that is kind of nice, isn't in it? Way, in a way, it's, <laughs> isn't that kind of nice? In though? A way it's, but is it? Uh, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, I think it's better than. Like it still, and it still leaves me like I haven't decided one way or the other. So I guess it it's good art in that it leaves you with some questions and questions the way you're viewing it. And yeah, so I, it wasn't my favorite film of the year. I th- uh, but I think I think um, it, like the the death of Hitler in in Inglorious Bastards is different than than the ending of this film. Yeah, like it's a different feeling. Like in that movie, you were you were literally shocked. Because that's not what you expected to happen. Yeah. Because that's not reality. So when it happens, it kind of like blows your mind, you know. Like, but at the same time, it's very gratifying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you're, so you know, but it, in the it's arc, what you want. In yeah. the arc of both of those stories, the bad guys, you have one in Django. It's you have slave owners. Yeah. In Inglorious Bastards, you have Hitler, who has already committed all these atrocities. Mm. And in this one, you have a bunch of hippies who haven't done anything yet. Yeah, um, they're on their way to, but yeah, they're on their way, and, and we all gonna, know yeah. they're going to. Yeah, yeah but um, in the arc of the story, yeah, um, they haven't done anything, so it's it's strange to see like the uber violence of of their end at the end. It's <laughs> killing Hitler before Hitler does anything. Yeah. Hitlery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I was trying to think, like, what's the? Next it didn't make it made me feel. I really enjoyed it because for me, huh. as, and as this this is a bit spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, maybe go ahead five minutes. Um, for me, the the gratification of it was these people that did do something so terrible. They did kill a woman and her baby. Yeah, but within did, the world of of the the, the movie doesn't matter though because that's not what it's playing on, is yeah. it? It's playing on the reality of these people. I did I did see some somebody tweeting that their parents went to see it and had no idea about the tape murders and they were just shocked, like. What the hell did I just see? Yeah, well, I had they to didn't look, have the I had to look up background. the individual people because like yeah. there's the one who like leaves. I'm like, well, I wonder why they had them leave. Oh, because they ratted them out later, and so they don't deserve the same yeah. fate yeah. as 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 they do. I was trying to think of, uh, but it is gratifying. Like I, I you know, I I don't know if you guys have read like I read the family, the Ed Sanders book, no, which is a very which he went into it very it's very interesting. He worked for LA the LA. Uh, Free Press, I think it was called, the mm. newspaper there. And this came over the wire, the story of these hippies who had been arrested by the police in the in Death Valley. And he was like, oh, man, the pig's coming down on the hippies. You know, I got to gotta write this article supporting these kids and blah, blah, blah. So then he starts investigating. He's like, what the hell? Mm. And he's just, so he writes this book, and it's like his shocked horror reaction yeah. to this thing. And it's very, very visceral because... He's basically learning it and talking about it as as you as you know and giving his experiences. You know, it's not like a twenty years from the. It's like right yeah. now. He the book came out like right away. I think when the trial was on, it came out. So it was and it was very much and and not just that he wrote it not as a journalist. He was a he wrote it as a participant. So he's very judgmental. Mm. You know, he describes them as vampires. He describes them as you know creeps. He's very much you know he he gives you his feelings about these people it's not just done as i'm a journalist i have no opinion of you know no he has opinions of their behavior and stuff like that and when you read it you know it's so horrifying and so terrible that it it is strangely gratifying to see them get killed at the end of this movie like for me i just was like oh this is wonderful because i was also dreading it 
like I went to see it and I wanted to see it. I like, you know, I really do enjoy most Quentin Tarantino films. So I was interested in seeing, but at the same time I was dreading the death of Sharon Tate in this yeah. film. Yeah, I was that, really was not tension, looking forward to that. There was a tension there of, yeah. of what, is, what is he going to do with this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Is, is he going to go full gore with Sharon Tate? And, no, he reverses it. But, um, yeah, I, I found out a little bit more about the history listening to, um, what, what's it called? Karina Longworth. You must remember this. You must remember this. Yeah podcast mm-hmm. uh she did a whole series on the Tate but once again she is looking at it from the yeah, past totally. or from the future to the totally. past where you don't you don't quite get the horror of it because i tried because i was so fascinated i tried to read helter skelter the vincent bugliosi book the guy who is the the uh, da mm. and his is so self-congratulatory it's hard <laughs> to take that that degree but also once you've read the sanders book you don't really really need to read any other book about it because yeah. he is so not only does he cover stuff, and I, I was lucky enough to find a hardcover version of it. It was a reader's, it was like a, I can't remember. It was like, it's a full book because the later editions had to cut some chapters out because of some problems with like the process church and stuff like that, who didn't enjoy his descriptions of, 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 of their, their activities. And so his has like the full stuff where he's like paying people off to try to get more information about different things. And like, mm-hmm. he's like going right into the underbelly of LA, what? like right into all these really dark places as he's trying to research like Manson and stuff like that. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah. And a lot of stuff isn't, doesn't come out anymore because of people clamping down with legal, legal stuff. But mm-hmm. the book is a really, really fun. The book sounds interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> the family uh, it has a subtitle, which I can't remember. It's kind of silly because it's Ed Sanders, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, Quite interesting. So, I definitely yeah, say this is the odds-on favorite for for winning for best picture. I would, th- I, I would agree. I would agree with you. I just think because of its. And here's my prediction for the next uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. The final, now, the final Tarantino film. Eh, we'll believe that when we see it. <laughs> if not counting Star, Star Trek, because he may do a Star Trek. He was saying. So uh, if you if he's going to do this kind of movie again, yeah. What's the only thing that's available? Like a like a uh, alternate history film. Here's the thing: you got and he's moving forward in time each time. Okay. So it's got to be closer, closer now. So it's got to be uh, something that we want to reverse the history on. Okay, I I know what it is. The shuttle disaster. The shuttle disaster. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's gonna really stick <laughs> yeah. it to. No, it's got to be a good where you get revenge. Osama what, bin Laden. It's got to be Osama bin Laden. Yeah. He's got to have like he's got to kill. Uh, the the guys that got on the plane and then the final person oh before nine eleven before nine eleven he's got to kill them all before nine eleven and make nine eleven not happen and then the final scenes are the twin towers are still yeah. are still standing well and that's once, what that's once what, again that would be gratifying to think uh, of three thousand or more, more people alive that's that's fine I'm fine with that yeah everyone that's who was, what he wants everyone to do. who was born after then wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't or was conceived after that wouldn't exist because a totally different reality would exist so anyone that you like that well these film these films are alternate alternate yeah. universes yeah. they're not like the hollywood of that but that's what you do you'd have yeah. this big scene in, in the desert you have uh, you'd, you'd kill all those guys one at a time mm. you have it nice and gory build it build it build it till you finally like really uh gorily kill osama bin laden <laughs> that would and you'd, he'd be watching the pornography he'd be doing the stuff and uh, yeah you'd uh, that's what it would be or it would be a really big surprise and he wouldn't pull that again yeah no you would think it wasn't going to be that but it'll it'll be that it'll that's be where that it'll again. go It'll sound. It'll it'll go a million miles <laughs> away from what that is, and but then that's what it that's yeah. what it'll be. Um. So next, next film on the list. Next on the list, which is the final film, Ooh. is uh, Parasite. 
But you have both seen it, and I did not get to see it once again, because I've been on my... (laughs) We really have to tiptoe around this one. Lisa saw it. Because I think... She would not let me come. We watched it with with Lisa. That's right. She went, no movies for you. You watch too many movies. No, she said, you have to finish this job. So get to work. I'm going to go see a movie. Bye. But then it was nice because she brought some nice snacks. So she that was a nice But we snacks, did send you snacks back, right? You got yep. snacks? Okay, yep. that's good. I got I'm some pound you. cake from Louise. Thank All you, right. Louise. All right. So without, we can't really talk plot. No. But we can talk. Well, people, you can talk the general idea of the film, which is two families, one poor and one, one wealthy. And uh, one, of the, one of the characters works as a tutor for, one, one, for the wealthy family, the poor family. Okay. Or the poor yeah. family. One of the members of the poor family works as a tutor for the for right. wealthy family. So it is. It is. Uh, it's definitely a class uh, class situation. There's. There's that. Yeah. Uh, it works as like many of his films. Oh, what are his other films? Old boy. Old boy as well. Snowpiercer. Yeah. The host. Okay. Something or other. Mr. Vengeance, which is a another film with the very poor people trying to exploit I've a situation Snow with po- wealthy I've people. I've seen Snowpiercer and the and the host, and I really Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is such a silly film. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the best part of that movie is when it's all over, and then they're outside this train that they've they've caused a crash, and and then there's a polar bear. I'm like, well, they're dead. There's a polar bear out there. They're not going to survive this. <laughs> yeah, there was a polar bear and Lost, and they were all fine. Oh wait, were they? No, wait. No, that's <laughs> they were all... point. Oh wait, sorry, sorry for the spoilers for Lost, everybody. Uh, yes, it was. It's a class struggle. Uh, but I thought it's uh, it's it's very well acted and it's so packed with surprises. Mm. Like we we had we we watched it as a screener at our friend's place. Okay. Uh, and again with your with your wife and uh, and uh, we did gasp. The room gasped yeah. at uh, certain points. They were it, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. that's pretty good. It. Uh, I don't think anything you you anything you think might happen in this film. <laughs> you would not imagine yeah. what the film is when you see it. There's no way of 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 pre-guessing the plot of this film. Um, yeah, it's weird to see an actually it. unique movie. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. And just wonderfully acted. I don't know why they didn't nominate more people from the film in the acting categories, because mm. they were really amazing. Because um, they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. But um, no, I, I would highly... If you haven't seen this movie, go out and see it. It's very interesting. Um Okja is another is a good film that he did as well. Oh, he did Okja. Yeah, and then Memories yeah. of a Murder is a film I this I love, which is a great movie with with the actor who plays the the poor father in this. He's in most of mm. of Ho's films. Yeah, he looked really familiar. I think. Yeah, he's in the host and and have you seen the host? That's another good film. Oh yeah, I saw it a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah, he's he's the main character in that as well, the father of the young girl, and I think he's also in. Oh, I should no no sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I can't remember what that movie's mm. called now. I haven't even heard of that one. It's part of his. Uh, it's part of his. Um, uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this, he didn't do those films. Maybe he didn't do Old Boy. That's a different director. Anyway, he did do memories. One. He did do memories of a murder, which is a really great film with this. Uh, it's it's a it's a kind of like a plissier, but it has a great twist in the, in the about mm-hmm. middle of the film. He's good at twists, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it's a big, I don't want to spoil that movie. I just think people should see Memories of uh, Memories of a Murder. Yeah, everything from like production design of Parasite, uh, the acting, uh, the, the general plot uh, is surprising mm. and beautiful and well done. Okay. And is one of the actors in this an old boy? Is that where you're getting that, that confusion? Might be it. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I don't, okay. I've not seen Old Boy. I, I meant to watch it a while ago because I started, but because I wanted to see them, I had for a while. I was watching Shudder. Um, via my my uh, daughter's 
boyfriend had had a subscription. Oh, yeah. And so I was using his subscription to watch watch um, Shutter, which is, by the way, a really really uh, good uh, streaming service. Like lots of variety on it mm-hmm. for not that much, five dollars a month, and tons of good movies. Yeah, I was looking up a lots bunch of good of, foreign films, and I was looking up a bunch of films on Amazon Prime, and it kept bumping me to Shutter because yeah. they were all movies that were on that. Yeah, no, it's a really service. good s- service. But anyway, so he gave up the subscription, so I didn't. But I, I started, I started watching this trilogy of films with Old Boy is in the center of. It's like No Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, then Old Boy, and then Lady Vengeance. Is this trilogy that he'd done, and this I watched is, the first that's one. The same director? No, it's not. Oh. It turns out oh, okay. I, I mixed up. Uh, I think that's. But it is South Korean. It is South Korean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but anyway, Memories of a Murder. Uh, if, if you liked, oh. if you liked Parasite, you'll you'll like that film too. It's a very good movie. Okay. okay. And we would, yeah, highly recommend, highly recommend Parasite. Again, it's one of these films that you don't want to like say anything about. That would be a delight if that won. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that would be. And there's spots. It would be yeah, because yeah. Uh, you've got right now. 1917 is is one of the front runners, and so is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And often, what happens is. They'll split the vote. And someone yeah. comes to the middle. Yeah. Get something strange and, is, and cool. Yeah, it is. It is possible. It is the cool choice. It is the cool choice. So uh, we'll see. So if you if if you had to make a pick, what would uh, your pick be, David, for uh, for best uh, best picture? Well, and you're going to disagree with me, but I would go once upon a time in Hollywood. Uh, Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I would go once time once upon a time in Hollywood only because I'm not going to disagree with you. It's I feel opinion. like. Uh, if Quentin Tarantino is serious that he's not going to make any more movies after his next film, give it to him for this one. It's a great film, and it's a real, it's a real showcase of his talents as a director and as a writer. And I feel like Taika Waititi has some uh, some more good movies in him, oh, and yeah. he, we can always reward him. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take away uh, Osama bin Laden from the table here. Okay, <laughs> here's his that. next movie. <laughs> All right, here's his next movie, and this is what it's gonna okay. be. Okay, uh, it's gonna be about Hollywood. You're gonna be like, oh, he's doing Hollywood again. Again, it's gonna wow. be. Recent Hollywood. Okay. And you're like, what's this going to be about? Hugh Grant does not get arrested for... Uh, anyway, go ahead. Nope. It, it ends up uh, uh, these women, and they all get revenge on Harvey Weinstein. Oh. Because this is the first he's... movie he's made without Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. So yeah. to so to make up for his own past yeah. of every one of his movies yeah, yeah. being this, being this, then, this then involves empowered women, mm-hmm. violence, yeah. uh, violence against a sexual predator. Sure. Uh, and lots of nice Hollywood stuff that you can do. A yeah. lot of inside things. A lot okay. of celebrities you can use. Sure. Boom. Do the twisteroo, and uh, they take they take out uh, Weinstein mm. before he's caught. It's that f- sounds like something he would do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would enjoy. Yeah. I would enjoy that. That'd be good. I mean, it could, doesn't be Weinstein. It could be just a stand-in for for, oh, an, yeah. for something like that. Could be, but it would be better if it was wow, that, Weinstein because be, he worked be, with Weinstein. Yeah. That would yeah. be juicy, though. That, I mean, you'd know who he meant. But yeah. That'd be juicy. Yeah. You know who he meant. He could also uh, get a scene in where he gets uh, killed off to the side because he was working with Weinstein, and so it justifies okay. that too. So he, he wants to. I don't know if we should kill everyone who was working for Weinstein. No, but he can fair. kill himself because you know uh, he likes to. You know, it's fun to have a nice death scene in a movie. Sure, yeah. Oh yeah, that. yeah, that'd be good. Also, if it's his like last movie, yeah. then he gets to die in his last yeah, movie, yeah. And, yeah. Just like, and just really burn fucking everything to the ground. Mm-hmm. We need to pitch sure. this to Tarantino quick. <laughs> I think I am right now. Okay, so uh, once upon a time in Hollywood is your. Choice. I was just gonna, yeah, I was just gonna say one more thing about that film sure, is, go ahead. is uh, I think that as North Americans we overreact to the violence in that film. Okay, go on. All right, I think he wants us to though, right? I think he does, but I think he he's wants also to shock us with the having violence. spent a little bit of time earlier last year watching a bunch of Giallos. I really see the the influence that he's taking into those into those mm. films. Like those movies 
really do the over-the-top death sequences with a real gusto, as the as the Italians like to say. And uh, <laughs> and like so, I can see I can see the the cinematic heritage that he's that he's that he enjoys and that he's that he's having some fun with there. That doesn't bother me. The the death the over-the-top death didn't bother me. Okay. And the flamethrower was just the piece de resistance of uh-huh. that sequence. Very. French and Italian. <laughs> uh, if I had, um, I think Joker's going to win it. Just, wow. Yeah. But I'd rather have Jojo Rabbit or Parasite win. Okay. Um, what about you? I think I think Fancy pants. I think Joker will win for best actor because Hollywood loves it when you alter your body. Sure. I think they love yeah. it when people lose a lot of weight. Uh, so they'll go with that. Uh, I'm, I, I mean, I would, I would like it to be Jojo Rabbit. Sure. Uh, so I'm going to go Jojo Rabbit, but, uh, but then I'd be very happy if it was Parasite. Yeah. As I, well. I, like I said, I'd be happy with Jojo Rabbit one. I'd be happy. Uh, I haven't seen Parasite, so I can't say. It might be too far away from, from like it might have come out a little too early. That people, Jojo Rabbit did? Yeah. The, it might be a little too early to have. Came like, at the same time as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. They're both summer films. Okay. Uh, but I think it might have lost some of the heat that it mm. had back then. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but uh, yeah, but, <laughs> sorry, I'm now thinking if Jojo Rabbit took place in the same world as Inglorious Bastards, that would be an interesting crossover. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd go Jojo sure. Rabbit, and then uh, if not, then Parasite. But yeah, uh, I think I, yeah, it would be annoying if Joker won to me. Yeah. Uh, but I would not mind if uh, if Joaquin Phoenix won for for his portrayal because I did. Think no, I think he did a really active. good job. Yeah, did a really okay. good job. Cool. So those them's the movies. Yep. Them's the breaks. Yep. There's more in other categories, but there are more in other categories. But you, we have talked for a substantial that's true. time. And if you want to um, see even more interesting movies, look at the nominations for the Independent Spirit Awards mm-hmm. because they have a lot of great movies that came out this year, like The Mustang and uh, Midsummer. Uh, Mustang. Yeah, I enjoyed The Mustang. The Midsummer was very good. Lighthouse. Sure. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah, we could go over that a little bit. Like, did you think there was some that were really missed this year? Like, um, I haven't seen Lighthouse, but from what I've heard, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I really like Midsummer. Yeah, I really at enjoyed least, that too. At least it should have gotten something for maybe you know uh, production design. For production design, yeah, it was for sure. Really original. Really smart. Um, yeah. I've been hearing a lot about the was it Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, that could be international. I mean, like, oh, I guess they don't do. Do they do best foreign film anymore? For Independent Spirit? Oh, I meant for the Oscars. Oh yeah, it's it's it used to be best foreign film. Now it's best international film. Oh, okay, it's uh, it's maybe the well, I mean, Parasite could still take it, but it's may, it might have been to its betterment if it was nominated in the foreign film or the international film uh, category. Mm. But. Uh, Anyway, and uh, I liked to, you know, I mean, I am glad that uh, Knives Out has gotten best oh, screenplay, yeah. but I really, I really enjoyed. Yeah, Knives, Knives Out was very good too. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, best picture. Why not? It was very good. It's a tough thing. Yeah, it's like, what do you? Yeah, you know, it's a, what, you know, it's, it's. I would, I would gladly sacrifice Joker for Knives Out. Yeah, I would, I would as well. I would as well. Or uh, Ford v Ferrari. You, you saw Ad Astra and you did not care for it. Um, what no, just a little too. Uh, uh, self-reflective, reflexive, self up its own ass. I think. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, no, just another one of those like far too serious for its own good oh, space okay. stories. Yeah, one's popular. Man in space. I wish there was just a category for action movie, just yeah. like for just yeah. There are a lot of categories. Boom, boom, like, blam, blam, yeah. blam, boom, boom. Special bloom. effects. I don't think they have a special effects award anymore. I don't know. I think I think action Stunts. movies should aspire to be great movies. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's like Crouching think, Tiger, Hidden Dragon was the last you know big action movie that won an yeah, Oscar. Yeah, I think it's though. on Hollywood that it doesn't doesn't nominate more varieties of genre films yeah. into into the that it only concentrates on one specific style of film. I think that's to its detriment. That Jojo know. Rabbit is a comedy. Uh, that has tragedy in it, yeah. But like that, it's got so much comedy. It's surprising that it's nominated. It, I mean, right. comedy is really the curse. Yeah, that'll keep sure. you out of uh, yeah. out of best best picture. But in general, I think this year was um, a really amazing f- year for film. Like a lot of the little smaller films, um, the last man, last last black man in San Francisco. Um, trying to think of other films i saw this year <laughs> you, see, you didn't see the farewell right no i didn't see the farewell just i saw the it farewell sounded... and that was okay yeah. okay that was okay yeah and no one saw uncut gems no i've not I've, seen that no i've I'd like heard to see it. good I'd like, and bad things i like good time by the safety brothers with uh, robert pattinson so oh. i thought that was a really really good film it came out last year i think so yeah, I'm I'm willing. To, I'm not a fan of Adam Sandler though, but uh, mm. willing to give him a chance. I like to, I like Booksmart, but I don't think it's in this kind of category. Booksmart was very good, but yeah, it's not. Uh, it's, it's a very good film, but it's not. It's not this level. This level good. Mm. Yeah, there's not. Uh, there's not much left here. If we if we are missing something, though, please let us know. And I'm gonna now take it to talking to our uh, to, to our uh, listeners. Yeah, take it away from uh, us. If you want to, uh, but I'll get back to you guys before the end of the show. Uh, if you uh, th- if you think we missed something, you have other opinions. What do you think is gonna is should have won or should win? What do you think? What should have been nominated? What, what do you think? What are we missing? Uh, let us know. We're at sneakydragon.com. That is the website. And that's where you find this podcast. Just post in our message uh, space underneath the, the episode itself. Or write us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. And uh, you could also go to sneaky underscore dragon on Twitter or sneakydragon.tumblr.com. Those are all the alternatives. Uh, David, you have another podcast called... We have another podca- podcast called the uh, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, which I'm sure Vicky's never listened to that one, though. I've heard uh, oh, okay. not all of them. Oh, there I couldn't see. listen to the bubblegum one, the bubblegum pop, sugar sugar pop. What is it? Novelty songs, you mean? Yeah. No one, I, no one can no, listen to that. I can't. <laughs> I just can't. It's good. I, I just, I, I just, just can't. Can't. It was good. Uh, yes, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. I, it's a podcast that I do with my daughter. And we listen to music and we discuss it. And uh, basically, it's based around a project that I started, uh, I guess, four years ago now, where I made I made mixtapes for listeners who sent me CDRs. And uh, so we're using this as sort of a jump-off point to listen to listen to these CDRs again and and talk about the songs and some of the choices that I made and uh, why I made those choices, as and well we, as dumb jokes. And we also have our regular podcast, Sneaky Dragon. Uh, which Never is, heard of it. Which is uh, have you listened to Sneaky Dragon? Yes. Okay. Which we also, you've been on, you've been on Sneaky Dragon. I've been on Dragon. Which is unthemed, but we uh, we talk about a wide variety of stuff, so you might want to check that out as well. Our past podcasts are uh, Full Marks, where we go through every Marx Brothers film. Uh, we also have Completely Beatles, we go through every Beatles album song by song. And we have Totally Tintin, we go through all of the Tintin uh, books. So uh, if you want to check any of those out, those are all at SneakyDragon.com as well. Uh, I am uh, appearing on the Fear of Science podcast, Fear of Radiation. You might want to give that a listen. Uh, that uh, just came out. And uh, David and I, uh, David's tired right now because he was busy coloring uh, the new uh, book, uh, Sparks, 
uh, Double Dog Dare, which is going to be coming out August uh, 4th. Yeah. And uh, the original book, Sparks, uh, just called Sparks, uh, done by David, myself, and Nina Matsumoto, is out in bookstores now. It is a kid's book, but I think it's all ages. You might want to pick it up. It's uh, kind of funny and whatnot. Is there anything you want to uh, plug, Vicky, that uh, people can see your stuff online or um, some such? I am Shut Up Nerd on Twitter. Um, I haven't been doing any film stuff in the last six months or so, but uh, this year we're hoping to get some shorts done, and I will post them. Uh, we'll post links on the Sneaky Dragon website, uh, sure so you can all see what we're up to. If you want to see something that Vicky directed that I'm singing uh, badly <laughs> in, uh, look up Kingsgate Mall uh, on uh, on YouTube, and Ooh, it's a or... tribute. To, it's a tribute to uh, a local mall. Or Canadian Kung Fu. <laughs> That's right. They are also in that. And I also directed that. Yeah. Uh, we also have Hamlet Interrupted, yes. which is one of my favorites, yes. which didn't go as viral, but uh, it really Deserved impressed. to be. It impressed my nephew when he watched it. Yes, it's true. Yeah, so, so there <laughs> you are. It. Like, what's this about? Ah, anyway. Uh, such, such as our ramblings. Thank you so much. Next time we'll be back with a, a full film and uh, full of spoilers as per usual. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your kind attention. We are on Patreon. If you feel like giving money to things, that's a way to do it. Uh, just go to Patreon, uh, the app, and uh, look up Sneaky Dragon, and uh, and that is how you do that. You know how to. You know how the internet works. What are we telling you? Anyway, uh, we will see you at the motion pictures place where they have them watch more women directors save me a ringside seat Academy Award for Best Picture. You're impossible. Come on. La La Land.